in the Rocky Mountain Mile High region. What is up? Is it Friday yet? Like, seriously. Uh, oh, boy. Hope everyone's out there safe in this uh, weird weather that's rolling through the great state of Colorado. I am your host, Cecil Lamy. It is Denver Sports Tonight. And I'm going through some position previews for the Denver Broncos. We're doing that right now at denversports.com. It's our position previews. Andrew Mason, our senior Broncos writer, has written up quarterbacks. That was out earlier this week. And I wrote up wide receivers. That was out uh, yesterday or two days ago, top of my head. Again, I'm not sure what day it is. Uh, it's kind of, uh, it's been a whirlwind this week, but that's okay. Um, I hope everyone's doing okay out there. I'm riding up running backs right now, and I'll get into running backs a little bit more uh, tonight and, and tomorrow specifically because the article will be out uh, tomorrow morning, hot and fresh for you in the Denver Sports Daily. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to denversports.com. I don't have any stupid paywalls, okay? So go to denversports.com, no paywalls. And you can go there and you can read it all. You can check it all out. We've got some fantastic work. Of course, our digital shows, like Coffee Break with Rachel V. Hill, uh, like Orange and Blue Today with me and Andrew Mason. Like, we, we've got you covered, whether it's Rockies, Avalanche, Nuggets, Denver Broncos. You know, we're throwing some CU love as well. Coach Prime, all of Denver sports right there. DenverSports.com. Go there, bookmark it, check it out every day, and also sign up for that free daily newsletter. It is the Denver Sports Daily, and it is available for free at DenverSports.com. So with the quarterback position, you have to understand that it is all about Russell Wilson or he's gone. That's what it is. And in my opinion, Russell Wilson just doesn't have to be good this year, Right. Because I've often said this offense is going to resemble the 2021 New Orleans Saints. And Jameis Winston was pretty good with the Saints before his injury. He was very efficient, very efficient. This was coming off his embarrassing 30-for-30 season where he had 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. But they kind of figured it out. Sean Payton kind of figured it out with Jameis Winston. I think he's going to figure it out with Russell Wilson. But I also think Russell Wilson needs to be at least very good. And even if he's very good, you're probably thinking about it. This is weird. I'm going to break this down. He has to be, I'm not saying perfect. I think it would be unfair to Russell Wilson to be like, you have to be perfect. He has to be as close to great as he possibly can be. I'm not sure if Russell Wilson going to be great again, and that's not a slight at him. I don't hate Russell Wilson. Stop with all that nonsense, okay? And as I've often cautioned the fans out there, because as fans, y'all are supposed to be fanatical. You know what I don't want? Depressed Broncos fans. You know what we've had for the last six years? Depressed Broncos fans, because it's been terrible. They've absolutely sucked. Now, it's not just embrace the suck. The suck is over. Sean Payton is here. Things are going to be set right within the walls of Centura Health Training Center. Sean Payton is here to fix this team, to get this team back to being a perennial Super Bowl contender, at least perennial playoff team, okay? That's at least what Sean Payton is here to do. He's not going to do it all in one year, okay? As much as I would love to sit here and tell you, and I'm the guy that said Dynasty, okay? And I was talking about Dynasty for the Walton Penner Group. I really believe in the Walton Penner Group. 
I believe they're a, a good quality group that is in it to win it, that knows how to be successful. And again, in, in my life as a blue collar worker, rancher, farmer, landscaper, construction guy, baby hammer, like throughout my life and not having a bunch of money, I've always, you know, kind of looked up to those successful business men and women that make it in whatever industry they're in. It's fascinating to study successful people. And as you see what they do, you know how they have stuff kind of figured out. Walmart's Walmart because they figured it out and they know how to be successful in business. Does that mean, you know, certain tactics that others take issue with? Sure. I won't get into that. This isn't a business show. This is a football show. Well, when I'm on, it's a football show. <laughs> KJ's like, you damn straight. You know, and everybody else on, we're talking about other stuff. The NHL draft was last night. I'm like, I don't know, some Russian guy. <laughs> I thought it was funny when Derek was like, uh, hey, my wife, You're like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever is whatever, baby, everyone be cool. Um, but for me, like, I, I believe in the Walton Penner group, so I'm the, I'm the guy that said dynasty, okay, because I believe Walton Penner can create a dynasty. I'm not sure that's with Russell Wilson. So when I say, I don't know if Russell Wilson can be great this year, don't lose your mind. Losing their mind, Right. When I say I don't think Russell Wilson can be great, it doesn't mean he can't be very good. Unfortunately for him in this situation, I don't know if very good is good enough. As weird as that may sound, and you all may be cursing at me or whatever, hopefully you're just driving safe through the rain and hail and sleet and snow, whatever we got. Um, but the God's honest truth is Russell Wilson can't be good this year or he's gone. If he's good this year, he's gone. If he's very good this year, he might be gone. He needs to be great to stay. You want that money? You want those guarantees to kick in? You want that salary to be picked up? I believe it's four days into the new league year. You've got to be great. If Russell Wilson is not great, he will be gone. If he is very good, they'll be thinking about it. They may not do it. And again, watch what they do, not what they say, because they're going to say all the right things. And Russ is the guy, and he's the man. But look at what I asked Vance Joseph. Right? Talking to my man VJ again. It was so great to see Vance. And um, it was so unfair what happened to him here when he was head coach. And, again, the Broncos have gone through disaster after disaster after disaster. And it started at the top, honestly. And it worked its way down. And Vance Joseph had no power as head coach. You try doing your job with your boss telling you everything you're doing is wrong and you got to do what they're doing and what they want you to do doesn't work. So I'm not going to be a Vance Joseph cheerleader, but just know, like, VJ, he didn't, he didn't have any sort of power over anything that he was doing. Now he's back. He seems more confident. It was really good to catch up with Vance Joseph. And unlike Chris Thomas and ask him about the damn parking spot, which we don't – nobody cares. Okay, Chris, sorry. And, like, you know, we all have a certain amount of time when Patrick or Shuby, when somebody says, like, two more questions – I don't need one of those questions to be about where are you parking. That does nothing for me. You're not friends with him. Even us who know Vance aren't friends with him. You're never friends with any of these guys. Even if you go bowling with him. Well, maybe if you go bowling with him. But anyway, my point is, what's my point? Look at what I said to Vance Joseph. Look at how Vance Joseph responded to me. And I think it was the right way for Vance Joseph to respond but I thought it was very diplomatic, and I thought it was very interesting because instead of, and I asked him straight up, I was like, hey, fans want to know, does Russ still have it? 
The easy thing for Vance Joseph would be like, oh, of course he's got it. I mean, Russell Wilson, he's going to the Hall of Fame. This guy's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play in this, in this offense, blah, blah, blah. So I asked him, hey, hey, VJ, good to see you. Where are you parking at? No, I didn't ask him that dumb question. Um, hey, VJ, good to see you. Uh, hey, fans want to know, does Russ still have it? Well, that's up to coach. <laughs> Listen to him. The man just told you the answer of what I'm beginning tonight's program with. When I asked Vance Joseph, does Russell Wilson still have it? And he's like, that's up to coach. <laughs> like, and then he went on to compliment, you know, hey, he's a great quarterback, and I had to go against him in the NFC West and, you know, this guy and all this. So he did tie that back around. But the easy thing, and that's why Vance Joseph told you the truth there. These are truths that VJ did not tell you as head coach. And, and again, even if he did tell you the truth, he didn't even know they got rid of TJ Ward. Hey, coach, what do you think about TJ Ward getting cut? Well, he's on this team, isn't he? Like, seriously, that's, that was Vance Joseph in a nutshell. Okay? So I'm not saying VJ would lie to you when he's head coach, but he's head coach, right? You're probably not going to tell the truth a whole lot. And so I asked Vance Joseph, hey, you know, does Russ still have it? He's like, that's up to coach. I think that's a very telling answer. I think it's very fitting. I think it's incredibly honest. And it's it's correct. It's 1,000% correct. I don't think anyone, and I don't care if you're Russell Wilson's biggest fan, who's probably not Nathaniel Hackett anymore. Hey, everybody, do you think Nathaniel Hackett was faking it when he was excited about Russell Wilson? You bet your ass he was faking it. Nathaniel Hackett was a fraud when he was here. Okay. Because he didn't want Russell Wilson, and he wanted Aaron Rodgers, and he didn't get Aaron Rodgers. So when you got Russell Wilson, he was like, holy, shut your mouth, Russell Wilson. And he became a fanboy. But that interest, that, like, fandom of Russ was fake. Does Nathaniel Hackett respect Russ? Of course. Everyone should respect Russell Wilson for what he's done, a Super Bowl champion. But, like, the fanboy stuff, that was Hackett just being a, you know, clown or acting like a clown or whatever I have to say so don't get in trouble. Don't be me. Nathaniel Hackett was not good at his job. I don't think that's being mean. That's just a common observation that you can have, and anybody should have it. But with Russell Wilson, no matter who you are, and I don't think doubt has crept in with Russ. Like, like Russ believes it, right? Russ has to believe it. And I don't think it's cheesy or corny or fake. Like, for the people that say Russell Wilson's fake, it's the same people that said Tim Tebow was fake. And I would go, whoa, 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 wait a second. No, no, no. That's Tim. That's Timmy. Don't talk to me about Robbie. I might have some different things to say about Robbie Tebow, and I honestly feel sorry for Tim in the way some people used him. I'm not saying it was Robbie, but I feel sorry for Tim Tebow because he is a good man, and he was who he said he was. Whether y'all liked it or not, that's just Tim. I think Robbie, it was a different story. So when you say, like, Russ, like, oh, Russ, that's all fake. No, it's not. That's Russ. (laughs) Like... Like it or not, your quarterback's a cheese ball. Whatever. I don't care. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, do I have to get in the Ben Roethlisberger thing again? I don't think I have to do that every show, do I? Like, I, I'm saying this as um, not a fan of Russell Wilson. Again, as an analyst, you can't be a fan. I know some Broncos fans get all mad at me sometimes because they're like, you're a Steelers fan. I'm like, I'm not a Steelers. I can't be. Like, you can't. I can't be a Broncos fan. I um, And nobody feels sorry for me. Uh, or cried for me, Argentina, or whatever that song is like. 
I don't. My part, the worst part of my job, my job is I get to cover the NFL. That's awesome, right? Talk to coaches, talk to scouts, talk to GMs, talk to players. Like that's awesome. The bad part of my job is I don't get to be a fan anymore. I don't get to be. I don't get to sit around and drink cold pops and you know, you know, just talk football because I'm working. <laughs> as weird as it sounds, I'm working. When football is on. So, so you know, again, don't cry for me, but it's one of those things like when people like get all mad, like, you're a Steelers fan. No, I'm not. When I was a kid, yeah, because they had every CU player under the sun, right? <laughs> hey, let's just draft more CU guys. Thank you. But today, in looking at this team, I'm not going to say I'm a Russell Wilson fan. I'm not even going to say I'm a Russell Wilson believer. Um, but I like what I'm seeing from Russell Wilson. That being said, I don't know if he can be great anymore. And what's great, right? That's subjective. We'd have to define that, which is fine. That's what we're supposed to do, and that's what sports fans are supposed to do. Sports fans are supposed to sit around, playfully argue about their team, give each other a little bit of crap, and, you know, call it good. That's what sports fans are supposed to do. When did we get all serious about everything, right? When did everyone get all offended by everything? Like that, especially in sports. Like sports fans, you're supposed to be a sports fan. Hey, LeBron sucks. Oh, you know, screw you. Uh, Nicole Jokic sucks. Like whatever. I was at a concert where the lead singer was, who was a huge Lakers fan, was like telling jokes about the Nuggets that weren't very nice. Okay, he's a sports fan. He's a Lakers lifelong Lakers fan, of course. How's that Broomfield? Anyway, like that's what sports fans do. So sports fans are supposed to debate this stuff. You're not being a fan does not mean being stupid. Okay? I know it means being fanatic or fanatical and that's there's a little line of crazy here we're talking about. But I think there's this low-hanging fruit surface level stuff that is done by some in the media where if all I do is say good things about the team then I will be popular and I will have a lot of likes and retweets. None of that crap matters. What matters is being good. So when I say I don't know if Russell Wilson can be great, it's not because I hate him or I don't like him or I'm just a hater or you guys on the fan are so negative. It's none of that crap, okay? Stop being dumb. Look at it, and and if you are being that way, if you're being super negative on Russ, that's dumb, okay? Rule number one in life, don't be dumb. We don't know yet where Russell Wilson – I know Russell Wilson's not going to suck this year, okay? And perhaps last year you want to say he sucked or whatever. Look at the last two games. Had three touchdowns a game. When you had a coach in place, and that was Jerry Rosberg, for the love of God. Do you know what it's like going from Jerry Rosberg, who I lo- you know appreciate, I adore, to Sean Payton? That's like from driving a hybrid to going to a super performance sports car. I don't want to name some of my favorite sports cars because I don't want to offend anyone, and I don't want to name any sort of hybrids because I don't want to offend anyone. Again, everyone's so damn offended by everything. You know, if you drive a hybrid, it's not real fast, okay? Let's just say that. Now, electric cars are like, well, what's the point now when a Tesla plaid's faster than a motorcycle? Like, what's the point anymore? Zero to 60 in 1.8 seconds. Oh, okay. I guess we solved that. But anyway, I'm getting off track. My point is, when I say I don't know if Russell Wilson can be great, it's not because I hate him. And I don't defend him, and I'm not a Russell Wilson fan because I can't be a fan. I'm just trying to explain the proper perspective that media should have. If you're a media member and you say Russell Wilson sucks, that's being dumb. Stop it. Nobody cares. Stop being that way. That's terrible. 
if you're a media member and everything is awesome, like it's not the Lego movie, stop it. That's dumb. All right. And I don't want to be mean, but I'm just going to tell it like it is because I'm in, <laughs> I'm at the point 20 years in where I'm like, I don't really care who I offend other than my bosses and our sponsors. Anyway. Like, if you're out there and you're one of the media members that's, like, super positive and everything's got to be positive, stop it. You're not doing anybody any favors. It doesn't mean that you have to be critical. Overly critical is dumb as well, just like being overly positive. Let's look at the situation realistically. Looking at the situation realistically, Sean Payton is damn good. Russell Wilson can still be good. Russell Wilson can be very good. I don't know if he can be great. Now define great. Great to me would be, you know, 4,500 yards, 30-plus touchdowns. This offense isn't going to ask him to do that. You know, so what does Russ need to do to keep his job going forward? Because if he's good, he'll be gone. Now think about that. Think of the pressure that is on Russell Wilson. If Russell Wilson is good, the Broncos barely miss the playoffs, right? And Russell Wilson is good. You know what they're going to do? They're going to replace him. If Russell Wilson is good... And the Broncos barely missed the playoffs. And you can't really blame it on Russ, right? Maybe there was that throw he missed or whatever, that one play, and he had the little fumble here or whatever. Like, maybe there's a play here or there. And you can say, okay, Russ isn't terrible. Russ isn't the problem. The, the, the Broncos have some issues, but their issues are not Russell Wilson. If you can say that and they barely miss the playoffs, they're still going to replace him. Mark my words. Sean Payton... I know patience begins with P, and Peyton begins with P, but I'm not sure how patient Sean Peyton will be with players who are just good but not good enough. I could be wrong. There's been a lot of calls before the season that I've missed on. There's been a lot that I've hit on. I learn more from my misses than I do my hits. I'm never going to shy away from some of my misses because, and I do have a buddy... <laughs> I might give away his name. I'll just call him Lunchbox because that's our nickname for him because he's built like a lunchbox. (laughs) And he works for a prominent analytical company with three letters in their name. Do you need to know who it is? Anyway, so Lunchbox, we're sitting around, uh, me and a bunch of scouts, right? And uh, Lunchbox, he he glommed on. It's one of my don't be that guys, right? So so it's me and a bunch of scouts, right? And we're going to lunch. And uh, it might have been dinner. might have been dinner spot. A little, little relaxed, little cold pops, right? Practice is over. Shrine game, Tampa, checking it out, whatever. And so he's the glom on guy. Don't ever be that guy, KJ. I know you're not because you're cool. But, like, don't be the guy who's like, wait, wait, where are you guys? Hey, where are you going? I'm going to hit you up. And so then you, like, say because you're with a group of your scouting buddies. And there was one GM in that group, too. And I was like, I told Lunchbox. And then Lunchbox showed up. That's what the glom on guy does, KJ. Those are the worst guys, by the way. They're the worst. If you're not invited, don't just show up. Or don't ask when someone else is making plans and you think you're invited. Anyway, I'm getting off track. So my buddy Lunchbox, who works for this analytical company with three letters in their name, he shows up to dinner, and we're going around the table. You know, cold pops, fun, 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 right? Fun time, fun time. Good dinner, good cold pops. And we're going around talking about our misses. You know, I, not our misses and our wives, our misses in terms of who did we miss on. And so it's really, really cool to hear scouts and GMs 
and, you know, people that do this as their job. I'm just some slappy in the media with a big mouth, okay? I have zero pressure on me. If I say some guy's great and he's terrible, well, whatever. Some of you guys may make fun of me on Twitter, but whatever. I don't have the pressure that they do. I still want to be right. I want you to earn your respect through my analysis. It's why I've told you no one, and I mean no one, works harder than me studying these draft prospects, and that's proven over the last 20 years. Um, and it's my dedication to you. I'm not going to be right on everything, but damn it, I'm going to work my ass off. I'm going to gather all the information. Let's talk about it. So we're going around the table, cold pops, good steak, whatever's whatever, and uh, it gets the lunchbox. <laughs> and we're like, hey, lunchbox, who's your biggest miss? And I've almost said his name like three times. So he said, hey, lunchbox, what's your biggest miss? And he's like, he thought about it. And I think he didn't have anything. He didn't have any cold pops. So he thought about it. He was drinking the water. He's sitting to sip. He got to sip. He goes, yeah, I haven't missed on anybody. <laughs> and so we all cl- we clown him to this day. We clown Lunchbox to this day because he was like, yeah, I don't miss on anybody. Like, yes, of course, we all miss. We all, Now, minimize your misses, okay? Minimize that so that you can keep having a job in the NFL. So my point is this. What's my point? The point is... I don't think Russell Wilson can be great anymore. And because of that, I don't know if he's here, even if the Broncos are like a borderline playoff team. I don't know if he's here going forward because, again, you know, what trajectory, what are the optics like? Does Russ kind of struggle and he figures it out and he surges at the end, but, oh, man, it's too late. You already lost too many games in the early season. Is it Russ looks really good early in the season, then he fades as the year goes on? Is Russ just kind of okay all year long? Honestly, I think that's what he's going to do. I think Russell Wilson all year long is just going to kind of be steady. And at the end of the day, you're Sean Payton, man. You got Drew Brees, man. Are you really going to be okay with a quarterback who's just okay? My answer is no. I don't know what Sean Payton's thinking, but I can just observe. And my observation tells me Sean Payton will come hell or high water. And I think we're having both tonight, (laughs) weather-wise. Come hell or high water, Sean Payton's going to find his quarterback. Is Russell Wilson Sean Payton's quarterback? For this year? For this year? For now? Is Russell Wilson Sean Payton's quarterback from now on? I can't answer that. And I don't think anyone out there can answer that either. Russell Wilson will believe that he can. And I'm, I'm a big proponent in positive thinking. Uh, listen, life's tough. And if you can try to get through your struggles with a positive mindset, that's helpful. Um, and I'm all for, you know, people. To, what did Marshawn say? Take care of your mentals, man. So if you got that positive mindset and you're like Russell Wilson and you just believe like, yeah, that's great. Having that sort of faith and having that sort of faith in yourself, that's great. Doesn't mean he's fake. Russell Wilson is not fake. That's who he is. So I'm a big believer in positive thinking. So I'm sure Russell Wilson believes that he's going to fix it and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be all right. I don't know if it is going to be all right. I'm going to be watching with great interest and great intent during Broncos training camp 
But as Vance Joseph said, that's up to coach. Does Russ still have it? That's up to coach. Okay, coach. And what is it? I sound like Mike Patton. (laughs) What is it? It's an old reference, KJ. Anyway, like, yeah, we'll see. We don't know yet. But Russell Wilson could be good, borderline very good, and they could still replace him. With who and how? That's a greater question. That's probably a more painful question. Um, And I hope that is a bridge that we don't have to cross or even come to. I hope this team is not in the sell the farm mode. But mark my words. If they want Caleb Williams and they don't make the playoffs this year, selling the farm, and I mean everybody, okay? And I thought it was dumb. Again, don't be dumb. But I thought it was dumb to suggest trading Pat Sertan this year. I thought it was dumb to suggest trading Justin Simmons this year. Is it going to be so dumb next year? That's the question. 303-713-1043. You can answer on the RamosLaw.com text line. That's 303-713-1043. It is Denver Sports Tonight. I am Cecil Lammy proselytizing. I don't even know what that means. About the Denver Broncos and why, oh my, will the three jokers, yes, there's three, make plays for this team? I'll tell you who and why next. There are three jokers for the Denver Broncos. Now, here's the situation. Everyone gets excited about Greg Dulcich, right? And they should. Greg Dulcich's got a ton of talent, got great hair, right? Um, I'm worried about him staying healthy, although I will say this, and I've, I've said it before, but I will bear, uh, it bears repeating in case someone didn't hear me. Greg Dulcich last year when they were cleaning out their lockers, and I was there, and that was a weird day. It was just a weird day for many, many reasons. Some I won't get into on air. So I'm there at the Broncos facility. I'm cleaning out the lockers. You know, there's Justin. Hey, what's up, Justin? And hey, you know, get him next year, that type of stuff, right? So saying kind of hi, bye to, to players. Um, you know, Dalton Keene was there when he was still on the Broncos. He's with the Eagles now. Uh, he played high school football with my son. So, like, just, you know, catching up with guys. Shaking hands, see you next year, that type of stuff. Did you get a contract? Did you get a futures contract? Stuff like that. So, you know, just these normal, normal things. So it's kind of just a weird day. It's a somber day. It always is. The only thing that made cleaning out your lockers better was Will Parks offering me his shoes. (laughs) And it wasn't just me. It was like everybody. Like when Will Parks was with the Broncos, he's like, hey, you want this? I'm like, what? That's your. He's like, you want this? Because they just give him hefty bags. And that's it. Like, you, your locker, you just throw stuff in a garbage bag and you leave. It's a very weird day. It's a weird day, period, okay? But I'm there, you know, hanging out, whatever, talking to guys, whatever. And out of the corner of my eye, I see someone I don't recognize. And not to sound like an aloha, but I, you know, pretty much know everybody on the team. I know um, the players. I know the coaches. I know the personnel. Whatever is whatever. So I see this person out of the corner of my eye, and I'm like, who is that? Like, I have no idea. Don't necessarily recognize the hair, although I should. the hair should have been a giveaway. So I kind of side of my eye, I see the back of somebody, and I just kind of glance. I'm like, who's that? And I thought, 
because it was over. I think it was over by Justin's locker. Um, and I thought it was someone just getting in the scrum, right? Like, oh, so because you know you get late. Troy ranks always on time. Troy ranks always like near the front of these scrums, right? But let's say you're late or you're blabbing with someone or BK is telling you about his snowblower that doesn't work or whatever. Like, so you go a little bit late to the scrum and you're trying to kind of squeeze in at the end and you're kind of on the outside of the periphery, whatever. And so that's who I thought it was. I was like, oh, that's some medium, you know, is it national? I don't know. You know, I know everybody there. I don't know who that is. So, like, Justin stops talking, and the person turns around. It's Greg Dulcich. And I was like, oh, okay. And just, again, from a guy who studies the bodies of athletes, like, I thought Greg Dulcich's lower body made him look like a media member, and I don't want to sound offensive because now, this offseason, I've looked at Greg Dulcich's, you know, his thighs, his bubble, his calves. Like, he's really done a lot of work. I think there's been a concentrated effort by Dulcich, and you can tell he's put in the work. I think there's been a concentrated effort by Dulcich and by the Denver Broncos to get his lower body stronger because it was those soft tissue injuries. It was those hamstring problems, problems, plural. Man alive, you know what I wish we could play, KJ? And there's no way we could play it. And I don't even think there's an edited version because if there is, it would sound ridiculous. But I just keep saying problems. And I'm thinking of the song Problems, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, I don't think we can play Problems on these airwaves. But Problems is what Greg Dulcich had with his hamstrings, right? So you're like, okay, what does he do for that? How do they fix that? How does that become better? Because Dulcich's physical talent is supreme. It's so easy to see when someone's like, Hey, guys, you know what my hot take is? I think Greg Dulcich will be, I'm already asleep. I'm already asleep. Like, don't get, don't come at me with that weak stuff, okay? Like, don't get, get out of here with that weak stuff. I feel like Dikembe Mutombo. Um, oh, by the way, that's ASAP Rocky. I'm old, so I had to look it up. But I was like, oh, yeah, it's ASAP Rocky. Problems. And no, I don't think we can play it. Anyway, if you know, you know. So, Greg Dulcich... The physical stuff's easy. Don't don't just say Greg Dulcich. Like don't that's that's easy. Don't say that. Okay, that's not that's not next level thinking. That's not a higher level of thinking. And I think football fans, some guys are the guy with the you know two beers on the side of the helmet with the straws. Like okay, some fans are like that. Some fans are casual fan. And unlike hockey fan, I don't shame casual NFL fans. But I definitely don't want to hear people in the media be like, you know something. I think Greg Dulcich is really good. Yeah, no kidding. Greg Dulcich is damn good. Can Greg Dulcich stay healthy? I don't know. He didn't last year. But you know what? This year, I think he's looked really good in terms of his lower body, his physique. Like, on the field, obviously, he's going to have the seam-ripping ability to fly down the field. Obviously, run after the catch is going to be a strength for Greg Dulcich. When you say these sorts of things, you're not telling anybody anything that they don't already know. And fans love Greg Dulcich. You love the potential. But as Mark Schlereth always says, potential is a dirty, filthy word. Well, it could be production this year. And then when Sean Payton says, I'm beginning to see a vision, that is a quote, by the way, quote, beginning to see a vision, close quote, for Greg Dulcich, that gets fans even more excited. And then 
when the promotion of he's the Joker, not Nicole Jokic, but he's the Joker and Sean Payton's, and that's what Alvin Kamara and Reggie Bush and Jimmy Graham were all Jokers. Yeah, so was Ty Montgomery and Adam Troutman. And Adam Troutman's career high in catches, I think, is 21. KJ, you can double-check me on that if you'd like. But, like, okay, so let's really talk about this. Albert Okawebenam is a joker. Adam Troutman is here, and he's a joker. So just like in Justice League number 50, when Batman figured out there were three jokers, because there are three jokers, this is what you have with the Broncos offense. So I think you all should be excited about the joker position. I think you should be excited. Greg Dulcich has done a lot of work. I give Greg Dulcich a ton of credit. Greg Dulcich has reworked that lower body. Greg Dulcich's bubble looks stronger. His legs look stronger. His calves look stronger. Like, his lower body looks completely different. And I understand it's a rookie. Hell, Clinton Portis, when he was a rookie, I think Clinton Portis got down to, like, 180. From 205 or 210, whatever they listed him at, he lost that much weight. And we've seen it before. Hell, I remember when Shane Ray was down to, like, 225 and he was trying to play. Shane didn't need to do that, man. And honestly, I think it, it, it hurt his career when he tried to just rush it back and rush it back and stay out there. And I give Shane Ray a ton of credit. Like, he tried to get back out there, but it didn't work. And I think it kind of hurt him. Glad to see him get a shot in the league again. I, I think, uh, you know, that's good. Guys like that, you know, we want to see if they can uh, reclaim their former glory. Either way, getting off track, there are three jokers in this offense. Greg Dulcich is just one of the three. There are more. And, hell, there might be a running back in the mix. I can't tell you what I've seen, but just know that your running backs are going to catch passes in this offense. Am I spoiling things, Sean Payton? You going to get mad at me, Coach? Please don't, because I really like you. And I don't want my badge to be revoked. But, yeah, I think it's a little ridiculous when I'm worried if I can say whether or not Cortland Sutton is explosive. But I believe that running backs will catch passes in the backfield or out of the backfield, whatever you want to say. I believe that's an option for the Broncos because the running back can be a joker as well. So be excited about Greg Dulcich. Really praise Greg Dulcich for the work that he's done. The natural talent's always been there. And last year's tight end class, I liked an Isaiah Likely. I loved a Chigi Okonkwo. Loved him, loved him, loved him. Love Trey McBride. Certainly had a mid-round grade on Greg Dulcich. He went right where I thought he would in a third round. Like, they didn't overdraft Greg Dulcich. Greg Dulcich is not a bad pick. Greg Dulcich is not a bust. If anyone's saying this type of stuff, that's dumb. Rule number one in life, don't be dumb. Okay? So look at this Greg Dulcich situation and go, kids worked on his body. Kids become stronger. Kids staying healthy. We already know the kid can make plays. That's the last part. We don't even need that part of the equation. All you need to do is just make sure your health is good and get that opportunity. When Greg Dulcich gets the opportunity, he will produce, period, point blank. Can you get any more succinct than that? When Greg Dulcich gets that opportunity that he's worked hard for, he will produce. Now, the question becomes, well, what does Adam Troutman do? Because Sean Payton gave up like four picks for Troutman when he was with the Saints. Moved up, whatever, 60 spots or whatever the number is. I don't have it in front of me, and I can't necessarily remember. I'm old, everybody. But, like, you look at Troutman and what he did there. Is Troutman just starting to get it? And last year it was just like, okay, no Sean Payton. They don't know what to do with them. Just go out and block. 
And Adam Trauman at Dayton, he was a touchdown hog. I think he had 14 touchdowns his final season at Dayton. So a small school guy that takes a little bit of time to get up to speed. Sounds like Julius Thomas to me. As the person that wrote in the New York Times that Julius Thomas is the next great basketball to football convert, and you can look it up. Just look up Julius Thomas draft on Google, and my article for the Fifth Down blog in the New York Times comes up. So, like, is that is it just take him some time? And obviously, JT Superstar 80 had to stay healthy. I get that. But, like, is Troutman just now coming into form? Can Dulcich outplay him? What about Albert Okawebanon? That is supreme athleticism. Supreme gifts. Yeah, you just need to coach him a little bit differently. You need to uh, love him up a little bit, right? I don't think Alberto responds to the overweight guy in Windbreaker yelling at him. And now, that doesn't mean you got to kiss his ass all the time. I'm not saying that, and I think that's not even coaching because players want to be coached. But I think Alberto Kuebenam is the type of player you can't yell at all the time. It'll just... It'll, he'll just start, you know, he'll start ignoring you, basically. I think if you show if you, you coach him up, hey, 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 this little negative, couple positives, you know, a couple attaboys and a couple work on this. A couple attaboys, a couple work on this. You know, give a, get that balance. Abed Okwebenam will listen to coaching. Abed Okwebenam has incredible talent, incredible gifts, off the charts gifts. Does he put it together? I don't know. But I know they got a lot of talent. The Broncos have a lot of talent, but there is a concern, a lack of depth at one position. I'll tell you about that next. It is Denver Sports Tonight. I am your host, Cecil Lammy, talking about, you guessed it, the Denver Broncos. And the concern of depth on the defensive line. You heard me tease it on the drive earlier. Matt Smith and Derek Wolf tonight. I'll, ch- I'll jump on with the fellas tomorrow. Uh, again, coming up, I'll be doing Denver Sports Tonight on a Friday. So that will be fun and exciting, and I want you all to tune in. I want you all to check out denversports.com. You go there, you bookmark it, and you go there every day. No damn paywall. And uh, you check out all the Denver sports news with news and opinion. Not just all, everything is awesome. Not Lego movie. Um, But definitely looking at Denver sports uh, the right way, you know, because you're a Denver sports fan. You don't want the negative Nelly stuff because that's, again, dumb. Don't be the negative Nelly. Like, everything's terrible. Like, that's sky is falling, chicken little. Like, don't do that. Nobody likes that. Um, congruently, nobody should like the everything is awesome Like because it's not. Like, there's some things to talk about. There's some opinions to have, and we have strong opinions. We back them up with some facts and our articles, and we have news items. We have breaking news stories. So, denversports.com. Bookmark it. Go sign up for the Denver Sports Daily. It's our free daily newsletter, hot and fresh, Monday through Friday, sent to your inbox with all the latest Denver Sports news. That is the Denver Sports Daily. It's free. Sign up for it at denversports.com. Now, I teased it in radio term earlier on the drive that this defensive line has some depth concerns to me. Zach Allen is the big one. You, you know, it's like the IOU and Dumb and Dumber. You big Dumb and Dumber fan, KJ? No, yes, no, kind of? I've never watched a movie. What, what? That's, that's exactly how you got to look at me, Cease. I'll tell you the same thing I'll tell everybody on the drive. Right? Okay, all right. I've, I've never seen a movie. All right, all right. Okay, there we go. All right, I'll, I, know that, I know that now. Um, so I, I, I hate to use this reference, especially because you haven't seen the movie, but, like, 
when he has the IOU in the briefcase and it's for the Lamborghini, and he's like, it's 150000 Might want to hold on to that one. Like, yeah, um, might want to hold on to that. Yeah, that, that's pretty valuable. That Zach Allen guy, he's pretty, val- pretty valuable for this team. Hold on to that. And you definitely don't want him to get banged up because your depth is is a little light. A little light. Uh, and not light in terms of weight, but just like it's a little bit thin. You'll see what kind of moves the Broncos could possibly make. A veteran, maybe some sort of trade. Like when you consider could Cortland Sutton be traded, most people, including myself, say could he be traded for draft picks? And the answer is why, yes, obviously he could. But what if he was traded for a defensive lineman? And again, it's some rotational, you know, the, uh, you know, veteran guy, whatever, not a starter, but not a slappy, like, okay, sure. I can see that. You know, does that make sense for this team? I look at the Broncos roster, and there's a lot of spots I really like. You're hearing the promo right now. Thank you, by the way about what I said on the secondary. The secondary is legit. I look at the linebackers. It's been since Danny Trevathan, since you could look at this group of inside linebackers and say, that's a bit all right. How many times have I lamented? How many times did Alexander Johnson get mad at me on Twitter because I said on the air, like, hey, he turns like a lumber wagon. And then he was on Twitter like, who said that? And some people were saying, it wasn't me, Alexander. You're the greatest ever. Like, no, you're not. Like, you go explode towards the ball, that's for sure, but you don't turn real well. How long has it been? And now, uh, look at, like, even Griffith. Griffith is a backup, and he could start for some teams. They go, they roll in four deep on inside linebacker. Defensive line, not as much. So... I think something I'll tease for tomorrow. Remind me, KJ, because I'm old and I'll forget. Surprise moves. Not hot takes, okay? Hot takes are dumb. Surprise moves the Broncos could make. I got a couple. And I got a couple cuts that could be considered surprises. I got a couple additions that could be surprises. I'll tell you all about them coming up on tomorrow's program a big 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 friday big friday show right here denver sports tonight appreciate everyone for listening to the fan and uh, making us number one again thank you we appreciate you couldn't do it without you guys love all y'all and thank you so much for listening uh he is kj he's the man of the box i am cecil lammy saying get those windshield wipers ready (laughs) everyone uh Drive safe. Stay tuned. And as always, please stay frosty. Hey, hey, hey.